0: All hail the power of Jesus' name, let angels prostrate fall. Bring forth the royal diadem and crown Welcome, everybody, to the Tag Your It podcast. I'm Ray Ray. I am David Van Deber His microphone is all the way over here, but now it is in front of right here in front of me. And that's where it's supposed to be. You know, teleology and all. Oh, yeah. Teleology Hi. is fun. Uh, anyway, welcome back to the uh, Tag Podcast. Um, again, we are doing No, no Way Covenant Awareness Month this month. Again, here at Tag you're It, we want to henceforth call on our fellow brothers and sisters in Christ to reform culture according to Matthew 28 18 through 20. The culture that steals from God for their own kingdom building. June has been considered Pride Month for some time. Therefore, we will be designating June as Noahic Covenant Awareness Month. We will be dealing with the beauty of God's covenant with his creation through Noah and his favored family against the robbery that exalts itself over the knowledge of God. Like we say, tag your it, destroying arguments, holding every thought captive to Christ.
1: Outstanding. Amen. I yeah. am glad to continue to deal with the Noaic covenant awareness. And we haven't just made it Noahic covenant, we've made it
2: covenant really, yes.
1: awareness. Covenant, covenant because covenantal, covenantal is apologetics. We need to always be talking about. Yep. And it's something that I believe others need to engage as well. If your pastor has not mentioned covenantal theology, covenantal apologetics, the meaning of the covenants, the eternal covenant of redemption, you need to find out why. Why yeah. is that being missed?
0: And I guess here, here's something really cool historically. You can, uh, what is it? Uh, is it, oh, what's a Matt Gadash guy that sells books? Oh. I, I
1: can't remember the name of his book company. Yeah. I apologize. That's what I got from
0: yeah. Anyway, uh, Covenant Theology from Adam to Christ. It's got Nehemiah Cox, a good Baptist, and John Owen, an uh, inconsistent paedobaptist. baptist yes. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, Congregationalist, Savoy. Again, um, we're not here trying to be divisive. It's really no, awesome. No, no, no. If you look um, back at the, uh, just the history, um, especially in the 1600s, when you look at um, the Congregationalists, the Presbyterians, And then the London Baptist, you know, they were saying like, no, no, we agree on so much. Here's our, the way that we covenantally credo baptize people. Okay. So there's actually a whole lot more unity than the like big issue, right? Yeah. There's, There's, there might be a few little issues here and there, but there's a lot of continuity between them all. And there is some discontinuity and the fun, the awesome thing about the confessions is they go, there is no true church. So against say the Roman Catholics. Um, yes. that's been transported over until Mormonism makes the same claim and stuff like that. there's a lot of new age cults making the same sort of type of claims that they're only the true way and all that kind of stuff. And only their little body of people are it's one of the in. coolest
1: things about the confessions, yeah. by the way. So, yeah. they,
0: you know, so they, they, they said that there's a, a mixture of truth and error and we do have to find that, but we are all joined by the five solas, sola scriptura, right? Yes. So not solo scriptura. Which we didn't get to, or oh, yeah, on we a, didn't get to episode. get to deal with anyway, that. Sorry, that's actually future on the podcast from this one going up. But anyway, this is also, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, to, to just kind of um, keep on going here. Um, this is the 199th episode.
1: Tag you're it too. Ninety nine.
0: Yeah, of, of uploaded episodes anyway. So um, yeah, next one will be 200th episode. Um, and I mean, we made such yeah. a big
1: deal when we hit like 50. Or no, is our the first big deal was. When yeah, I think we made a pretty big 50. deal when we hit fifty, and then one hundred, and then one hundred the was like theology. the meme theology bash, and we had a bunch of people call in and tell yeah. us. Yeah, so here comes the two hundred. Enjoyed one. It, so. The next
0: uh, big one is five hundred. Let's see if we can do that. Let's see if we can hit we, Let's see
1: if we can get five hundred in quicker than five years. Hmm. Well, well again, see. it's not five complete years. We've entered into our fifth year of podcasting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so really, four years of podcasting. Remember, at first, it was every other week one episode i don't know sometimes our episodes go so long we should have done two and then we would have kind of little break here and there uh but now we are consistently generally recording two per shot and we're doing it every other week so that's always four a month and so that's been a really good deal and then of course we'll have things like when we had our dear friend doug shivers in and doug was a great guest we didn't plan on that who knows next week at this time Adam might be like, so glad, glad that I'm down at the Southern Baptist Convention because so many great things are going on that he's yeah, like, gonna, man, yeah, well, you've got Tom Askell to come on again. Great. We love him. You've yeah. got Tom Nettles to come on. Oh, man, that's really good. I don't know. Hey, those gonna those are going to be
0: easy for me because I just have to open the lines, ask it some questions, we'll get involved in the discussion. That's not too bad. Yeah. So it's going to be it's gonna be all right. so and we're yeah, going to make yeah.
1: sure that the sound will be really good. After this program, we're going to do a little bit of a sound check. Through my computer and through his, make sure everything's really good, so that when Mm -hmm. we get down to Nashville, and I even added the feature so that I have a hotspot just in case I can't connect anything there. I really did do that for the podcast, by the way. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. I asked my wife. I had to do a little bit of persuading, but she's cool. Yes, you need that.
0: Thank you, Valerie. She's great. If you're watching,
1: she never watches. That's all right. That's all right. She has to listen to you. (laughs) I think she's listened to the podcast like twice. Cool. Yeah. I don't my wife I don't doesn't even listen know if to she watched the, I don't even know if right. she listened to yeah. the, the debate but like she listened to an early one and she's like, "Eh, I didn't really like how you how you did that." I was like, "Oh, okay, thank you." Well, hey, she, but she was he's, good. She's, she's great. I to mean, keep she's on awesome. pushing, yeah. That's what she's there she's for. She's very very gracious and so yeah. what are gracious, we going to do gracious? Deal with? I want to make sure you heard him
0: say gracious. Gracious. Okay, I think I heard something Loving. else there. I'm not going to mention it. Anyway, so we're here. <laughs> it's uh again Noah Covenant Awareness Month. We've done a episode with Brandon Dodd, uh just kind of just a wiser Important. Why is it important? Get it right. What is mm-hmm. the Noah Covenant? What is Covenant? And we kind of hit that um, with another episode that will be coming up after this as well.
1: Yeah, the episode um, after that, you will get a really good unpacking of all the covenantal, yeah. all the covenants in Scripture, like the major covenants in Scripture. So,
0: yep. And so, with that said, uh, we wanted to. Uh, this is something that um, I wanted to hit early on this year, but because it has to deal with the rainbow, you know, I think it's a good time to you know just let something. Sit in your head, think about it, um, and um just go like not reactionary deal with it, but give it some time. And so this is a, a sermon from March about St. Patrick's Day. Um, but it a talks about sermon
1: about St. Patrick's Day. Sorry.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, 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 yeah. But as you know, you as, go. Uh, you know I don't everybody know. I don't know yeah. where you go. Yeah. Everybody that's here on the live cast already knows it's a uh, from Philip Wright Of the venues here in Good Springfield, Phil, Missouri. Um, so if you go to the venues, YouTube channel, you can find it and it's a, uh, you know, uh, he's got a sermon series, uh, shoot this day or something like that. And so he's talking about like special days and utilizing those to do what he's going to do anyway. So uh, this one's about St. Patrick's and it's about, um, what does the rainbow symbolize? So you can look that up on YouTube. Um, and they, uh, we're going to start at the 15 minute mark. I've got it at 1.5 speed, but we need to deal with this because if you listen to, um, the former episode with Brandon Dodd, you know, there's a reason why we got to get this right. Um, so we can combat the arbitrariness, the craziness, um, the autonomy of things, you know, like how, cause he's going to make a lot of claims with nothing to back up other than his own brain. And why should I care about what he has to say? And but you know the reason why I care about what he has to say is because there is objective truth. God has spoken; we have it written down. The guy can't even read the Bible right Ugh. and give you the full story of the covenant and the and and the, another. Place Again, he does
1: something very yeah. very clear here. He contradicts Christ. By the way, they always say yeah. we want to like one of the big things. At the venues is always we believe Jesus. We believe Jesus. Do you? We will get to a point where I will show you that they do not unequivocally, they deny the words of Christ. In other words, they pick and choose what is most relevant to them Mm -hmm. for Jesus Christ. It's not that we believe Christ, it's we believe the Christ that we want to make. And that's exactly what he does. I mean, it, it could not be more clear that that's what they're doing in this story. Yeah, and we'll get to that.
0: So here we go. Here's the go. This is the day again. I now I remember it's so this is the day series about Saint Patrick, where he's going to be talking about rainbows.
2: Singing that, Lily and Joey and Dalton takes us to our lesson today. Take a look at this picture and tell me what these items remind you of. It's got a really obvious, isn't and it? Guinness. In our series, this is the day. The day that we're talking about today is Saint Patrick's Day. Coming up Wednesday, March 17. So as we anticipate the feast of Saint Patrick, let's celebrate the holistic spirituality of Celtic Christianity
0: so they so now so there's Celtic Christianity there's this Christianity that Christianity and so they're wanting to celebrate using <laughs> utilizing St Patrick's Day to celebrate what he calls celtic holistic Celtic spirituality are you
1: ready? the people who were Celtic and were Christians believed homosexuality was a sin believed that God's word was true. If they were Christians to begin with.
0: Yeah.
1: What do you holistic spirituality? Where is that in scripture? What kind of that is a very easternized term that's imported into the Christian worldview? Christian Christianity does not talk about a holistic spirituality. It talks about Christ making us whole through the redemptive work of Jesus Christ, but it doesn't talk about a holistic spirituality notice the spirituality is such a vague term so Mm -hmm.
2: that wasn't that long ago that when i saw this word c-e-l-t-i-c what i thought about was the boston celtics in the days of larry bird but obviously there's a lot more to that name let's think about celtic christianity and when we do that i want us to emphasize and focus on this idea that god's goodness is in you god
0: okay i want you to hear this Apparently, I'm supposed to say if I'm thinking about Celtic Christianity, apparently I should also have the presupposition that God's goodness is in me, and here implied is in everybody. So the presupposition is all people are good.
1: Everyone right. is good. According okay, where, to where,
0: where? Where do you get that? Are you making it up? Is it a presupposition that? Well, you have Notice to have that he doesn't even why why do you ha- why is that presupposition, and where do you get it from?
1: Notice that he doesn't even say anything about and here is the statement that allows me to know that Celtic Christianity believed that everything was good again, it's not Christianity if it rejects the authoritative word of scripture. Yeah. It's not Christianity if God's revelation does not now, define yeah. it
0: Now say if say show me where in Celtic Christianity some Celtic Christian wrote this then I can deal with what they, what they think or whatever, but you can't just, uh, you know, just say, like, cause I, that's not true. That That's a, a overgeneralization there. Um, but if I, but I, the thing is, yeah, where do you get it from? Is it from, I don't know. Like I just, but notice
1: it. something too real quick. First, he says, I'm going to give you the lesson. He's not going to unpack yeah. God's revelation yeah. and explain it. Yeah. So he's oh, yeah, now, he's at least being honest to say, I'm not preaching. I'm gonna give you a, I'm gonna give you a lesson. But then here's the very interesting. He is saying we're gonna celebrate Celtic Christianity. Okay. Mm-hmm. What is Christianity? He assumes that there is this view of Christianity that is somehow right. Right? There is some defining line of Celtic Christianity. But then he jumps right out and he rejects the doctrine of man. That has been historically defined from, again, yeah. from scripture itself. So, wait a second. What did the Jews believe about humanity? That all were fallen in Adam. That man was sinful. Again, and something that we point at, pointed out in the episode
0: with Brandon Dodd is that the, the the continuity between the between Adam and Noah is that people were still wicked. God didn't change the heart. That's right. Now, he released the, uh, he said, I wouldn't curse the ground anymore. That's a discontinuity. But the continuity is man hasn't changed. No. So man is still evil. Man was evil, and God hated that evilness, and he destroyed it. But he continued man because of his promise for the snake crusher, right? And so man has to still survive. He had, favor, he had favor on Noah, but man was still evil and, and wicked.
1: And the Genesis narrative continues on in that. Like mm-hmm. you always, people always forget. After Noah, man still rejected the idea: "Be fruitful and multiply, go and take dominion over all the earth." They were so, so they, yeah, the dumb; next... they wanted to get yeah, go for yeah, it. Yeah, so
0: they go. So, so the next incident is that. Well, they're supposed to be. They're supposed to fill the earth, but they were all in one place. They came together and they said, "Hey, let's build an altar, lest we be spread all over the face of the earth. Let's build a tower to us and our awesomeness and our achievements. Us, us, us. So it goes right we, back. We, we, we. To, to me, my, me, my, me, my. Not me, me. God. And remember, theonomy was established. We we're supposed to worship God. All this was done at the altar. So a covenant was established between Noah, and Noah was a representative of the people that were supposed to come out of him and his family, and they were all still to bow down to God. So you can have, say, separation of church and state, but you can't have separation of state and God and church and God and all this kind of stuff. So you can't get that anywhere in Scripture
1: i'm so sorry when i go S- no. S- i'm getting ready to speak because i think you're done yeah. and yeah. so no, it's no, no. never like a hint like oh adam you need to be quiet because i'm going wrap it up <laughs> that's not it at all it's like oh i think he's done something because to- uh I, I get a little anxious I'm like man yes so here's the deal notice that he calls it a lesson yeah he would tell you that they were a christian church he hasn't referenced scripture he's yeah importing the idea that this is a christian lesson teaching people how to be better christians or about the god of scripture yeah, what is, if what, you're a yeah. christian and you're giving people a lesson on the lord's day that's what you do that's the definition of what you do on the lord's day by any historical counsel yeah he knows that by the way yeah, and
0: so didn't jesus know what was in man and he didn't trust man and he didn't uh you know <laughs> appeal to them you know why? Because he knew that they were John chapter evil. 2, so, man. Yeah. I mean, that's
1: John chapter 2.
2: Yep. Goodness is in me. It is inherent within our nature. And this, no. No. It is
0: not inherent within our nature.
1: John where chapter get 2, that? verse Again, 23. Now when he was in Jerusalem at the Passover feast, many believed in his name but when they saw the signs that he was doing. But Jesus, on his part, did not entrust himself to them because he knew all people and needed no one to bear the witness about him for he himself knew what was in man and what do we already know from john's gospel about what was in man remember it's very very clear that the light came into the world but the world rejected it Mm -hmm. that is what is in man
2: yeah goodness that is within us is always pulling us forward it's almost like martin luther king so here
0: he he rejects the holy spirit Here's whenever I asked him Mm. the question if he was Trinitarian or Unitarian and he would not take a stand. He is a Unitarian because it's not the Holy Spirit that comes within us to draw us to Jesus Christ. It's our inner goodness that we already have that pulls us forward.
1: Not to Jesus Christ. What is the chief end of man to glorify God and enjoy him forever? Mm. Hmm. Chief end of man for Phil is To to enjoy us forever. Enjoy yourself
2: arc of justice is always moving us forward so no matter how far we as individuals
1: the arc of justice is moving not us forward but we're moving towards the arc
0: of justice which is the final day again which he's going to forget to tell you about he's going to say that god doesn't have wrath anymore after noah but we know that jesus who gave the disciples word god's word the one who. Jesus said, "I've given you the one who sent me." Right? He's praying to the Father. I've given him your word, right? And they've believed that I've come from you. They believe the words that I've that given them. And then he prayed for not the whole world, but for the ones that who would believe because of their word. So then we get to Peter, and what did he say? There's another day of wrath coming. Now it's not going to be by flood, but it's going to be by fire. So there's still another day of judgment, and Phil's not going to tell you about that, but If you want to follow Christ and follow what he said, what he prayed for, what he's going to get, because if he prays, he gets what he wants. He's God for one. He's a part of the Trinity. So you see this is the problem. This is the magic trick that, you know, Phil being a, um, I'm sure he's, you know, he's a, he's a quiet still kind of guy. He's a, you know, I'm sure, um, if we weren't talking about these things, I'm sure if we picked another topic, we would have a lot of fun. I'm, you know, enjoy. But the only thing is, I can't enjoy it whenever I know that uh, people are following him; oh. and they're going to be following him to destruction. Yeah. And so uh, yeah.
1: on Judgment Day, it will be because
0: he's not telling him about that destruction, and it's going to come up to him like a thief,
2: uh, fall away from, or wander away from the vision that God has for us. This inherent goodness.
0: So again, where do you get what 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 is the vision that God has for us, and where do you get it? How do you know God's vision for us? He's saying a lot of things. He's saying that this inner goodness drives us forward. So even if we go astray, our inner goodness will defeat. So there is dualism. But if that's dual, that's existentialism. But you know, apparently evil and good coexist. So when does good conquer evil? Can good conquer evil? How do you know?
1: Well, again. <laughs> uh, so many yeah. things, Adam. I yeah. you can't even jump in. But the reality is this type of heretical evil, objectively evil teaching. He's teaching a different gospel, mm-hmm. right? This is what needs to be understood. Because if you don't, if you are inherently good
0: and your inherent goodness is what drives you forward and drives you when you get out of the then you don't need Look, the Holy Spirit. You do not need Jesus Christ. You don't need any of this mess. It's just a mess to
1: them. So it's not Christianity. Anyone who would attend this church, whatever it's not a church, number one. It's not a church. They don't practice church discipline. They don't practice membership. They don't practice the worship of the Lord on the Lord's day. Like, seriously, the God he's speaking about is a drastically different God. And how do I know that? His anthropology, his anthro- his spiritual anthrop- anthropology or anthropology of man, doctrine of man, right? You can't even pull it from the scripture. He hasn't even tried.
2: Mm -hmm. Pulls us forward. Now, in the world of St. Patrick's Day, there are two symbols that remind me of this inherent goodness pulling us forward. The first one is this, the rainbow. We're all decked out in rainbow today on my shirt, on our slides, and...
1: The rainbow is God's inherent Uh, goodness?
0: Yeah, so I think, let me see, our... Oh, yeah, so the rainbow... I've got this written down here. So, our inherent goodness here okay never mind okay yeah so here's the definition of the rainbow i just had to make sure that i got this right rainbow equals a symbol of our inherent goodness now where the heck do you get that where do you get it
1: it's just this now here's what the thing christian worldview it's just the stinking opposite of that
0: yeah right like it, it is completely no it's a symbol of god's goodness and compassion and mercy that's the symbol. But we're not, not getting what we deserve. Are we God? I, apparently to him, basically, yeah, we are. We're autonomous beings that get to choose and get to define and and make, make creation what we want it to be apart from God. As Frame says. There and you I've go. I've quoted you I a few you times.
1: <laughs> if we approach the Bible with the autonomous epistemology, we will not be able to make sense of it rationalism will twist it into something that suffices the ego of human beings boom ego enhancement very much an autonomous epistemology but here's the thing i don't even know that it's actually even pointed at scripture yet
0: nope he's just telling you stuff making you feel good He's appealing to your own reason. And if you reason that your reason is valid using your reasoning, you know, it's, <laughs> that's the way we, that's
2: the way we do things. On my, on my socks as well. Is that visible? We're good. No, so all I want us to think about rainbow no, today. Care. Now, it's not hard to imagine a pre-scientific world explaining the. Again, pre-scientific world by what standard? So
0: the scientific mm-hmm. method was not invented so this is kind of like saying the scientific method. This is kind of like the Roman Catholics like defining things. And so it's once they define it, it's created not like it ever existed before. You don't think people observe things and it finally got like codified in a modern sense. So, the, science, so you don't think, you know, you're just, you're just saying that people of this time were just dumb brutes and, you know, well, wait a second. They, they wrote stuff.
1: They wrote stuff. The scientific method is a, Logical deduction of the laws of logic. Yeah. Right. It is the logical conclusion of the laws of logic. Yeah. And so that's, I mean, seriously, that's not a joke. That's not even something that is even debatable, by the way. Yeah.
0: And if, and if you're going to at least hold to the image of God in men, then reasoning is a part of it. And we've been doing it since the lights turned on and since, since God breathed.
1: But here's the other issue what he's trying to tell you is, and this is where things get really, really dicey for him. What he's going to tell you is this pre-scientific man made things up about the world, yeah. created myths. That is partially true. We recognize that that is true. We recognize Romans
0: one eighteen through 32 where people have thrown off the God that they do already know and they still know when they throw him off, try to throw him off because they can't. And then they worship the created instead of the creature. How that comes out is in different stories and all that yeah. kind of stuff. And totally this get is it, where That's Phil's, not an argument against God. That's this not is not where Phil's going to make word. a
1: massive logical... I mean, honestly, he should apologize to his church. I mean, sincerely. Whatever yeah. the group is. Apologize to your your herd, whatever you want to... Your, your people. Tribe, or your tribe, whatever yeah. you want to call yourselves. Right? Because you're not a church. It's Just straight up, you're not a church. Yeah. he's all oh, here's so many... By what would you even define yourself as a church? Don't use the Bible. Because you, you can't. Because what you're about ready to do here is you're about ready to, because again, on your website, you say that you follow Jesus. Okay. There is your premise. We follow Jesus. If we follow Jesus, we believe what Jesus believes. Therefore, what Jesus believes, we believe. There is a deductive syllogism that you would have to accept if you say you believe what you believe, there is a valid categorical statement, right? It is a deductive, valid and true statement that i I don't know how I just rattled that off at the top of my yeah. head. I guess I just read too much Douglas Wilson. Yeah. But if that is your major premise, we believe what Jesus believes. Jesus believed all scripture. Therefore, all of what Jesus believes. We believe and he believed every bit of old testament stuff he fulfilled
0: it all the prophecies because remember the Bingo. prophecy starts in genesis 3 and if just genesis 3 is just allegory i'm sorry it's meaningless well here's Meaningful what he's
2: about ready to do and that's contradict christ the presence of a rainbow as some message from god in norse mythology for example the rainbow was seen as a bridge to heaven in Austria.
0: oh the, the, who cares what the norse believe? Who cares what the Bible believes? Who cares what the Norse
2: believe? Yeah, uh, yeah again, the rainbow was the same a level. very colorful snake that stopped the rain that was sent by enemies. In Hindu legend, the who rainbow the was an archer's bow that was used by Indra, the god of thunder and lightning, to shoot lightning bolts. Uh, Bulgarian legend has it that who it cares the under a rainbow, uh, that will change your gender. Maybe they Had devised that idea to try to help them understand the non binary nature of vision history, by the way. Well, the Hebrew and the Christian scripture tell the story of Noah and the flood, and of course, the rainbow. And some people look at that story as an example of how much God loves the animals and how God keeps promises and how some people, but you
0: can't put all Christianity in the same thing on this because we don't. No, 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 no. And he's going to go into his, because I think he has a problem with the Sunday school teachers. That he can't, because he doesn't actually want to dialogue.
1: Yeah, he don't, will not. Will not so talk won't go, to us. So he won't go there. Phil, so he, talk to us. Talk yeah, to us. Yeah,
0: so he's being divisive by not going to his Sunday school teachers saying, you taught me this, but I read it, and it's what you taught me wrong. Am I right that you're wrong? And will you believe what the Bible says? But no, no, he goes, they taught me wrong. They're wrong, therefore the Bible's wrong, and I'm over here now.
1: Well, here's the because deal. he's got
0: a bitterness in his heart toward how he grew up and he can't cope with it only by destroying it.
1: The issue here is very straightforward. Let's have a dialogue about scripture. How does scripture apply to Christian living? Open dialogue, Adam and I, you and one of your pastors, heck, we'll, we'll do something where we can feed people who come, whatever. Whatever you want to do, raise money to, to try to give to some ministry. Like, totally do that. Whatever you want. We have done public dialogues. You can see them. We are always very sincere. You can see the debates that we've done on the podcast itself. We are cordial. We are gracious. You met with us and talked to us. You know that we are gracious people. Yes, we do come intensely on the podcast, but you need to listen. If you're going to put this stuff out here and say all evangelicals are like this, all they're just a bunch of idiots who believe these myths, here's the problem with that fundamentally. Scripture does not present itself as a myth ever. It occurs in historical times and places. That is reality. It always is treated by prophets who say that they speak from God as having historically occurred, and here's where you contradict Christ so greatly, you say, essentially, well, this is just a myth, this is just a story that makes people feel better about God's love for animals, or whatever it was that you were trying to say that some Christians believe, they're not Christians, if that's what they believe, or at least they have never been actually Thoughtful enough to consider what the Noahic covenant means, but Jesus makes it very, very clear in Matthew 24, verses 37 to 39, for the coming of the son of man will be just like the days of Noah. If Noah was just a myth, then Christ's return is just a myth. And then
0: why would Peter then, after Christ, remind people there are scoffers who are going to come who forgot this stuff, Oh, who try to throw this stuff off. And they're going to say, where's Jesus? Where's Jesus? Where's your, where, where's this, his, this promised Messiah? And what, and when is he coming? You know, days are going on like the days of Noah We're, and they, they continue the same way. So again, even Peter, First so, Peter, and why would, why would the people that he was writing to need to be reminded about these historical events and people forgetting these historical events? Yeah.
1: First Peter chapter one or chapter three, verse 20, Peter even says, When the patience of God kept waiting in the days of Noah during the construction of the ark in which a few, that is eight persons, were brought brought safely through the water. Oh, wait, for Peter, for Jesus, the Noah narrative, the Noah story actually happened. It wasn't just an, I mean, he literally says eight people lived. So, you know, so the big thing, here's what I'm,
0: I think here's the big thing. Why does the rainbow matter if it only subjectively matters? Why are you presenting it and why, do, why should it matter to me? If you're saying, all well, it, it can matter to you or not, who cares? That's what I'm saying too. And so, again, that's just like the same thing. Whenever I was talking to people from the venues online, you know, they were telling me to come experience, you know, come to Crosslines. They did their Pharisee thing by saying, like, come visit us, Crosslines. Come visit us over here while we do this thing. And they're all about works and we get it, but we believe that you're saved by faith alone, but a faith that is not alone and works and faith, knowledge and practice comes together and you have to do both. You can't neglect one over the other, just like the Pharisees neglected justice over things. So at the same time, who's being the Pharisee? Here's the issue. At the same time, what are you winning people to with that? Like all of
1: those good works are just to make you, you feel good yeah because of the goodness that's in you but here's the because deal you're what the I ask them goodness drives you yeah. forward
0: and so here's the deal i was talking and they said hey do this and i'm like well i can do that with the freemasons i can do that with the rotary club i can just do it myself and feel totally fine about myself and all that kind of stuff you know why why join you what makes you different than a, join the a freemasons shriners rotary, rotary club Elks, lions, whatever, you know, organizations that come together to do things. What is the difference between you and them? And I was said, oh, go ahead and join it. So basically implying there is no difference. They couldn't say Jesus. They couldn't say the gospel. They couldn't say anything. And this is from a, at least a, a pastor's kid that was telling me this. So his dad hasn't taught him. No, the difference between what we do is Jesus Christ. We do the work because we love Jesus Christ. Because we know people are made in the image of God and they need Jesus because they're not inherently good. And there is a day of judgment coming. And that's why it's important.
1: By the way, I'm glad when you grow your beard out. It always makes me think of when we started the podcast. (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> there's always a bright side to the storm. But take a look at this picture from this children's book. Uh, it's a pretty graphic picture. Just take a few moments. The book is called Awkward Moments, Children's Bible.
0: Yeah, and this is a book that's produced by a guy that did the same thing. So they he yeah. defected. Um, it was a guy, he's got a pen name or whatever. Um, but he wrote this book. He was a person that uh, was a Catholic, became born again, um, was on mission. All he had was Bibles. He couldn't give somebody water and food. Um, so again, it's somebody that, had a false dichotomy written up to argue against. Again, you give Bibles, you give the gospel message, and you do acts of goodness by giving people food and water and taking care of people. So again, that's a false—it's a straw man. He's an apostate, the and so he makes this book called "Awkward Moments." And you know what? There are people that haven't read the Bible sitting in the pews, and I get it. But we don't sit there and like we don't make like awkward moment. No, no, it's not an awkward. It's a serious moment. And you know what? I agree here that there are people that have put this picture, happy picture of Noah in their, in their nurseries at church or in their homes, you know, and this awkward moments Bible puts a picture of, you know, dead bodies and dinosaurs and animals, you know, in the water around it. And I'm, I'm like, okay, that's great. I'm glad somebody made a picture of that. But mm-hmm. the thing is the intent of the book is to actually make you go, isn't this ridiculous? See, instead of going, no, this is no, this is what we should have been
2: believing God, the whole seriously. time. And actually
0: doing it to reconcile people together in the truth about what the scripture teaches.
2: That's not exactly the type of picture wall mural that we would have had on our children's bedroom walls. Denise and I decorated Daniel and Devin's bedroom walls when they were babies with the images of Noah's Ark, but not this image at all. So this you image didn't shows give a them an so-
1: accurate picture of, image you, of, of, of Noah's Ark. You gave them a fairy tale land okay. image. So you lied to them do you repent of that
0: yes yeah, so do you, you repent
1: of yeah. your evil wicked lies Are are lies even wicked
0: yeah because like i mean I, re- I i realized this and i had to come to the conclusion that oh this is what the bible says it's not a happy picture and i don't need to be talking about it being a happy picture and i don't need to be showing my kids there was a happy picture i need to tell them the truth and so this is
2: the truth but how do you deal with it to the story but it's an accurate side of the story it, it is
0: it's a accurate. story
2: about god our father who, after Luke, is he your father? That's the problem.
0: Because the way you're going to talk about him, he's not your father, apparently. Or, you or, or the like
1: father him. that you have is not the God of scripture who actually did, in mercy, save humanity, who, according to Genesis chapter 6, was nothing but evil. All of the thoughts of his heart were evil, but God found favor in Noah. Noah deserved to be destroyed like everybody else, by the way. There's one thing that we always forget. Noah was not some dude who did good things. And if you believe that he was, look at what happens after the flood when he gets drunken and just creates a huge mess. He was an evil dude. Yeah. So he found
0: favor in God's sight. God sought him. He didn't sought God. Yes, he was worshiping him, but why? And we have the full testimony of scripture to tell us why. Because God decreed it (laughs) and it was going to happen for God's purpose. So, sorry, Leighton Flowers. Yeah, I did say the truth of my position, but it, again, it's not what you believe it is. But that's a different episode. That is for August 2nd.
2: Taking control of his children here on earth, throws an epic temper tantrum.
0: Oh, he. so your father, so you're saying he's your father, but then you're saying he throws an epic temper, temper tantrum. So again, because of the presupposition that it's not a scriptural presupposition, you can't say that. Because the scriptural presupposition is that man is wicked and man became wicked entirely. And the inclination of his heart was evil all the time is what it says. So you are now taking your little thought and you put it in here and then you call God throwing a temper tantrum because he's just, because in people are apparently it's trivial what they're doing and they're apparently good and they can be pushed forward internally anyway. So God should just, should have just waited all instead of, you know,
1: of the people again, Here's the problem. Phil doesn't believe any of this even occurred. So he's not your father. Again, so, yeah. He's already laid the foundation. This is a myth. It didn't happen. Then why are you talking about it? Yeah, again. Like, are you trying to say, oh, you, those stupid Christians, why don't you just say, those stupid Christians who believe that Scripture said this, they've got all kinds of problems because... Their God destroyed a really good man, a really good humanity. No. Oh, remember, wait, wait, wait. It was an evil humanity who was nothing but evil on their hearts. They deserved it. Phil, what do you say? Like, if everything in man is good, driving them to good, then the pedophile, the the man who rapes little kids, he's good. Goodness was driving him forward. Mm -hmm. The murderer the the terrorists who drove their planes and that goodness was driving them forward.
2: Yep, and kills them by drowning them, except for one family and a few pair of animals, and except for that one family and those pairs of animals. According to the story, every according other to, and according daddy. to
1: the story.
0: Yeah, according to the story. So again, you did, say, he, Phil did say, our father. So I, he's he's not even making sense. Is, is in his he in it discussion. or is he not?
1: Is yeah. he has he bought into scripture or is he not? I mean, notice the massive indecisiveness and inconsistency.
2: Every other brother and sister and puppy and kitty, dead mm-hmm. forever. Yep. And then God What's puts with a that? rainbow. What's
1: wrong with that when they're wicked?
0: And animals are not like, it's not an egalitarian star Wars universe where everything is created equal. No, there is a hierarchy. We're made in the image of God animals are not. And I know he's going to end up quoting Pelagius, where Pelagius actually makes the same sort of claim. But then again, it's where do you get that in scripture? Yeah. Did Pelagius get that
2: from scripture? Prove it. In the sky. Why does he do that? The story tells us whenever I bring God speaking, whenever I bring clouds over the earth and the rainbow appears in the clouds, then I will remember my covenant with you and with all living creatures of all kinds. Never again will the waters become a flood and destroy all living things. So he reads it. Oh. He reads
0: it. But then he doesn't really talk about it, but I mean he's going to talk about what he wants to talk about, but he's going to forget to mention some things.
2: It's kind of disconcerting to me, is it to you, that God would have to have a rainbow to remind him not to kill us? So what do you
0: do? So yeah, so what he's going to do is it also says um I mean, that was the passage I've already talked about, Balaam. That, uh,
2: Balaam. so, you, um, um, yeah, so
0: like, where it says that God is not man,
1: that he should, that he should yes. repent.
0: So, yes, we have to deal with the fact that he says, like, the, the scripture talks about him repenting, and then the fact that he's not, uh, he's, he's, he's God and not man. He doesn't repent, right? He's not like man, that he should change his mind. And so numbers twenty the thing nineteen is, I had to I had to look may, it up. Real yeah, quick. so he's he's okay with making scripture contradict, even though is he in or out anyway? So he's being arbitrary no matter what. Or do you have the presupposition that you can't know anything apart from this being the inerrant, infallible, um, necessary, clear, uh, sufficient truth of God? And then you go, well, apparently, if he doesn't change his mind, then that is there something with this? Let's let's play. Let's let's look. Let's study. But
1: he again because he has no basis by which to even evaluate what covenant means scriptural, scripturally. Yeah. So this is a historical the historical from what perspective? God's perspective. Well,
0: no, this but like Genesis is a story that is written from man's perspective, right? No, 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 no. no. But it's it's God's truth that God, that the Holy Spirit gave him, but utilizing Moses to write Genesis. Yes. So So whenever you say that God changed his mind, it's called anthropomorphism. Yes. God doesn't change his mind. That's that's the eternal truth. That's the objective truth. But whenever, again, John Calvin deals with this, God lists to us so that we understand. We can't understand, but God condescends down to us, meets us at our level. He knows our level and speaks to us clearly, sufficiently, necessarily, infallibly. And he lets us know so we can understand because he wants to save a people. And so did he, did he actually repent? No. 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 He had an eternal plan from the very beginning. Language so again, does yeah.
1: have limits, by yeah. the way. Yeah. Yeah, and okay. we believe that. Like, that that's yeah. a reality. Yeah. Language has limits. When you're speaking of the God who transcends, you are going to, it's like even the word Trinity itself right it describes something that is like nothing else yeah. L- excuse me like nothing else so this
0: is like i'm just going to say i'm going to compare this to whenever the bible says the sun rising and the sun setting yes the 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 earth goes around the sun and it doesn't the sun doesn't go around us but from the perspective of the person that god used to write the sun goes up the sun goes down it's totally cool and we still use that language today too so this is the same kind of thing that you know, he said he repented of making man and all that kind of stuff, but it wasn't the same repent as what we do in our immutability and especially our wicked mutability now. Yes, how we're always constantly arbitrarily changing based on our feelings. If God doesn't come in and and do something about it,
2: does the infinite infinite need a string around his finger or no? He doesn't to go off on his Google Calendar. You're, Why? You're does acting this tell us so about foolishly.
1: Nature? I'm really not joking. This is what yeah. is so crazy to me. With the actual theological study that this guy has done, he has a master's divinity from South, masters of divinity yeah. from Southwest, Southwestern Seminary. Wow, masters of divinity from Southwestern Seminary. He knows, or at least he should have stinking studied. A little bit about what covenant means it's a covenant sign
0: and maybe for education of your people be fair and go well I don't agree to this but some scholars say and blah 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 anthropomorphic language here's a hermeneutic thing and offer your people a better education but Something see here's besides- what points out the agenda behind all this he doesn't want to give the other side he wants to give other scholars um, You know, on other things, he wants to give the Hindus and Muslims and and whatever over here what they or you know whatever here like he's example simplified with the rainbow. You know, Norse folks and Hindus and whatever with the rainbow, and then gets down to the Christian story. But he's not willing to do that right now with the scholars because you know there is another side of biblical hermeneutics. But you know you'll you'll be you'll be over here sampling the others other uh, false religions. But when it comes to actual scholarship. Yeah. Of what you are claiming to be, hopefully, again, a question I've asked, do you believe? Like, I'm not asking, you know, my my question, do you have to say in your in, in your way that I'm your brother in Christ and co with you? He won't answer that question either. If we are, then be fair and tell your people other things too, because you're willing to tell them all this other stuff out here. But when it comes to the inside here, tell them about all the little, give them a sample too, help them out.
2: No, right on this story that god would have to be reminded what does it tell us about these people's view of god so
1: wait a second god again there were covenantal signs signs of the covenant this is not unique just to the Noahic covenant by the way how about the abrahamic covenant there were signs of the Mm -hmm. covenant are you ready how about baptism does god forget it's a sign of the covenant Mm-hmm. And it you was for that. us,
0: it was for us because what if you've never seen rain before and the only time it rains, it destroys everything. But then he goes, here's a sign. And I want you to know that whenever you see this in the sky, you can be rest assured that I remember you, that I know you, that I love you, and I'm not going to destroy the earth by water again like this. So when it rains, don't be afraid. It'll stop. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So you're talking about people that the only time it's ever rained like that, it's only destroyed everything. So people need comfort. And the rainbow is a sign of God's goodness, not man's goodness, God's goodness and going, whenever you see that bow in the sky, know that I remember it. It's for us. It's not for God, but see, you're not being fair in your relativism because you're not going to give the relativism inside here. You're only going to give the outside relativism because you are afraid that people might actually
2: read and be reasonable.
1: Right on dude.
2: Uh, The picture of a God that I'm not so crazy about having anything to do with. I know you don't want to have anything
0: to do with him and you're showing it. That's right. Repent, please. I don't want, I don't, the thing is I'm only asking, I'm saying repent because this is actually out of love because Christ said, repent and believe. If I can't, if you, if anybody would say, that me saying repent and believe means I hate them, then Jesus hated everybody too.
1: That's right. Here's I'm, a, so, oh, so. I'm sorry, go for it. Uh, man, I think you hit it so up. Adam, the reason that this does get a person who has a passion for the truth fired up is because of the people that he's leading to hell. He is not teaching a biblical God by any stretch. He has made that up. Abundantly clear. He doesn't want to believe
0: in the God that Jesus presupposes, and he just admitted it.
1: And the God that Jesus actually spoke about is actually bringing wrath that was deserving upon evil people. I don't like that God. Then you don't like the God of Scripture. Quit calling yourselves a Christian church. Quit pretending that when you hire someone that they're a pastor of Christian faith, or pretending like we like what Jesus says. It's a lie.
0: And here's the big deal. This is coming from social justice, where there is a quote from, Mar- or from Martin Luther King that I think it's Martin Luther King. Correct me if I'm wrong. Totally fine. But the quote is enough. It's it's out there. But somebody said, "Delayed justice is no justice at all." But the thing is, if you believe Scripture, there is a delayed justice, and it's to the final day. And again, Peter reminds his people. That a thousand years is like a day to the Lord, or in a day like a thousand years, right?
2: Looking so, up and, your quotation says, for you. <laughs> yeah,
0: and he says here, count, so it says, also regard the patience of our Lord. So he's having this is a time of patience between the Noahic covenant time and whenever Christ comes back on the final judgment day account this time. So if you if you think that delayed justice is no justice at all, you don't believe in the biblical God of Jesus Christ. You don't believe in Jesus Christ. Because you should account the patience of the Lord as salvation. So again, if delayed justice is no justice at all, which is a mantra seemingly of the social justice movement, then you've just exposed the fact that you are anti-biblical. So don't even bring it in.
1: Just so you know, delayed justice, that quotation, mm-hmm. delayed justice is justice denied.
0: Yeah, justice denied. Thank you for the clarification. William
1: Edward Gladstone okay. said in the House of Commons. Oh, wow.
0: I was really off. Back Sorry, in, guys.
1: Back in like 1830... But I've Eight. heard that, yeah. I've definitely heard
0: that from people like posting it, memeing it. They're, they're, they get, they're grabbing a hold of it and throwing it out there. So if that's what you believe.
1: 1868, House yeah. of Commons. Sorry.
2: Yeah. New Testament, Jesus altered an Old Testament story to better picture God in the way that Jesus understood God to be. And if we could do wait, that with wait. this story. Let's, Let's Jesus
1: altered a story? He's not going to
2: give any examples. He's, we know it. Does this tell us about the nature of this story? That God would have to be reminded. What does it tell us about these people's view of God? This is kind of a, a Jesus that I'm not altered so praising God No, Jesus so,
1: never he spoke to the objective truth of it.
2: Yeah,
0: and so that's is is like, a lie. Yeah. So if well, you for, go to
1: this church, you need to call this guy out. He lied to you from the pulpit. Yeah. When did when did Christ change a story?
0: I know the the only thing that I can go to is whenever you're in uh the gospels. And Jesus said, you have heard it said, but I say to you, he's not changing anything. He's saying, you've heard it. What you've heard was wrong. And here's the truth that's always been. And you can go back to the old Testament and find out that Jesus was correct. Cause Jesus presupposes that Jesus, presupp- again, I haven't come to abolish the law. That's continuity. So find the continuities again. So this is what, chopping up everything looks like then you're arbitrary and i don't even know why he's up there doing this other than to make him feel good and it's all about the ego his ego the people that go there they're just there for their ego there's nothing biblical about it other than maybe just sprinkling it here and there but you see that it sounds like it's just more of a monologue and
2: memes But sometimes in the New Testament Jesus altered an Old Testament yeah, story. He didn't to better picture God in the way that Jesus understood God to be and that Jesus no Jesus, Jesus is God. Understood
1: God, God to be? Jesus is God. Understood God to be? So what you just did there is you denied Jesus as deity. Jesus understood God. God is all-knowing. Jesus knows the Father. I and the Father are one
0: before Abraham was I am.
1: Jesus understood God? No, no, Jesus knew God. In fact, scripture says that he explained God, exegeted God. John chapter 1.
2: What if we could do that with this story? Let's take, for example, this word rainbow. The Hebrew word for rainbow is used 76 times in the Hebrew scripture. And only two of those times is it really, in the context, uh, appropriate to uh, translate it as a rainbow. The other times, it's used to describe the bow and arrow, something you shoot people with. For example, take a look here. Here's the
0: faking of interpreting scripture with scripture. I mean, he might do some of it right half the time, but the intent behind what he's going to do and what he's going to jump out of he knows. Yeah. He knows how to, enough magic tricks to be like, so somebody in the audience can go, oh, no, no, see, he just, hey, he's using your hermeneutic. He used, uh, yeah, in a piece. He didn't consistently do it.
2: As I have placed my bow, that's really a more literal interpretation or translation. I have placed my bow, not rainbow, but my bow in the clouds, and it will be a sign of the covenant between me and the earth. Now, some scholars interpret this verse and this usage as meaning that God takes this bow, like a bow and arrow, an instrument of war, and he sets it up and he puts it up. He retires it, almost like God is saying, "I'm not mad anymore. I'm at peace now. And no matter what you do, no matter how badly you mess up, uh, destruction is off the
0: notice. How badly you mess up. This is the uh, the uh, if, okay. Let's talk about memes, Phil. You like memes? Me too. Sins, oopsie daisies. You know the the Joel Stein meme. Yeah. Sorry, you don't have a big enough a big as big of a church as. He does, and I'm glad you don't. It means you have less people to pack in there and tell your lies to. So, you know, again, it's, this is serious, and you're not taking it serious. You don't take sin serious. And if you go to the U Venues website when he talks about baptism, they put quotation marks around sin.
1: Here's just the Just to let you deal. know.
0: So they're not, it's, this is what happens when you don't take the law seriously. You can't take the gospel seriously. And you just gotta get a bunch of Feel good gobbledygook.
1: The scholars that he is speaking of do not believe objectively that this occurred. There is no Old Testament scholar
0: that you are going
1: to cite that objectively believes the story about Noah in the same sense that Jesus and Peter and the Jewish people always believed it. There is no one that believed it in that same manner that is going to tell you, oh, no, God hung up his bow. You know that.
0: Nope. Maybe, again, for a time, if you want to have sentimental theology, you put it up for a time, but then you're getting forgetting First Peter
2: 3. It's not an option. And God put up permanently, forever, this you instrument know. of war. Mm-mm. Let's go on and look at chapter 9 and verse 16. When the rainbow is so,
1: in well, the clouds, I will completely obliterates what Jesus said about Noah himself. Yeah, he yeah. makes it really clear in Matthew twenty four thirty seven to thirty nine, for the coming of the Son of Man will be just like the days of Noah. Oh, just like the days of Noah. Oh, but they don't. Ha- they didn't what? happen, Dave. Jesus, I'm sorry.
0: You're wrong. Noah about was a that. myth, though.
1: For as in those days before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage until the day Noah entered the ark, and they did not understand until the flood came and took them away. So will will the coming of the Son of Man. But just again in Luke, Jesus says it a little bit different. And the flood came and destroyed all of them as it will be in the days of Noah, so it will be in the days of the, the Son of Man.
0: So Jesus of is coming. saying
1: judgment is coming. Mm-hmm.
0: So he didn't permanently put up, no, it's delayed for the sake of, well, with Noah, God made promises prior to Noah, and God was going to be faithful to his word where we were unfaithful. And uh, yeah, he brought about Jesus Christ which then tells us of another day of judgment too, which Old Testament continues to talk about a future day. They, they talked about a resurrection of the dead and all that kind of stuff, even though there's a Saddu- well, the Sadducees, well, you know, if we're going to stay, you know, relative, well, we don't know anything anyway. So, but I don't see, again, I'm not seeing why if you don't believe it's really happening and you have to appeal, all these cultures have different flood stories okay, then all you're doing is providing another rainbow story that we get to create. And then it's just fuzzy meme theology junk that's going to change here in the next few years anyway, because we're going to lose feeling over that. And what, what are you giving me? What are you winning me over to? Absolutely nothing. Just enough pacification to die and rot in the ground. But unfortunately that's not all it's going to take place. Because there is another judgment day. There is a resurrection unto life or unto death forever.
2: Notice it and remember. There he is, having to tie the string around his finger again to remember something. I will notice it and remember the perpetual covenant between God and all living creatures of all kinds that are on the earth verse that we read a moment ago said that it's a covenant not just with the creatures of the earth of all kinds but it's a covenant with the earth itself so this covenant represents a radical well, let's, uh, no, let's
0: let's what no, we need to do here it's a, yeah so here's it's what a,
1: yeah
0: there's you know, so, so many there, there is a covenant there. with all of creation here but we are an hour in and uh we Every still got a lot of time to go in so let's uh what we'll do is we'll do a part two of this here in a couple of weeks um, whenever we get to uh, record next and this will be another episode and the uh, because this is this is what's being taught here in Springfield Good old And it's not Springfield. just Springfield it's everywhere and we need to hear what is being said and know from scripture how to combat it to give the answer for the hope that lies within us because if what he's saying is what it, the way things are then it's meaningless but the thing is, is we know it's not and that people are getting dragged like they're they're getting dragged along. He's come he's come after the low-hanging fruit people and he's picking them out. And this is an instrument that Satan is using to, to fight. And, and, so, and, and,
1: and let me predict yeah. it in a year's time, they'll be telling you that pedophilia is okay. They'll be telling you that polygamy is okay. They'll be love telling you that any type of relationship bestiality is okay just so you know that is where they are going bill prove me wrong tell where, me that bestiality is wrong tell me that pedophilia is take wrong.
0: A, take a stand and answer one simple question for once because Again. if
1: those things aren't wrong how do you ever say that rape is wrong where do you yeah. get that from
0: yeah so yeah, so I, you know, I hope that this has been beneficial. Again, this is reconcilial. So anybody from the venues that knows us or whatever, um, we don't, we're not going to approach you in bitterness or anger. We actually care for you, and we want yeah, to we have conversations. And you know, you're not going to lose community if you leave. If you come to Jesus actually, Christ, you, are, yeah, you will still have tons of community. You have community Real that will tell community. you the truth and deal with your doubts and questions and provide. Um, Provide everything that you need that God has given us as community and in his word and give you truth so that you can actually live and actually live eternal life. Jesus is eternal life that only he gives. But then again, if you believe anything that Phil's telling you, it destroys Jesus. And if there is no Jesus, there is no salvation. So what are you going to believe? Choose you this day whom you'll serve. The God of Phil, which is nothing, an idol, an idol, or the true God of the biblical scriptures that has come condescended, revealed himself because he does love his creation. He did send his son, so that whoever believes shall not perish but have eternal life. I am a whosoever but well baptist. <laughs> but yeah, that, that's another little cheap. Me shot. too. But I'm a whoever yeah, will Baptist. Yeah. So there you go. Well, with that said, um, thank you again for being a part of the podcast and uh, being with us on a triple header Monday. So for the uh, li- the podcast listeners, we well, did anyway. three episodes that will be coming out for you guys. Um, Yeah, in one day anyway. And we'll so, have. Yeah
1: we could have two on monday yeah we'll have we'll have more
0: uh, we'll have more from uh, the sbc am the next episode that you'll see come up is uh, with Duck shivers kind of going into the annual meeting and then dave will be at the annual meeting so look for those there's going to be a bunch of episodes to come up but this is 199 so the next time you see one pop up duck shivers gets the 200 stamp of approval So anyway, with that said, this is the Taggaret Podcast. I'm Ray Ray. And I'm Dave. And Soli. Deo. Gloria.